entertain. We play feel-good music. Good morning. This is your wake-up Fresh call. Broadcasting worldwide, the latest hits and the greatest memories. Fresh, Fresh. 107.9 FM. Listen via freshfmnigeria.com or download Fresh 107.9 FM on Play Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Heaven, please. See, I got a question. Anybody answer? Somebody listen. All I need is permission. A momentary session. I know that she's resting, but ask if she's missing me. I just need a few seconds, I beg. All things work for the good, I read. But I can't reconcile that she's gone in my head. And I was so come to an X, Y, Z. When I lost energy, she was like you. She gave up herself to enable our rule. And I'm gonna wear a crown, but I lost my jewel. And if death is kind, then life is just cruel. And I'm not asking for much. Just a whisper, if her voice is gone, then a touch But if not, then tell her that I asked of her And I love her, and I'm always thinking of her I'm finally here, the crowd is cheering me As I take a look around, this is all I've ever wanted Oh, I feel so all alone, the spotlight's still on me I just struck the cause of it, and try to kill me these are the lines that came to me So I grab the mic and say Heaven please Heaven please If I could only just have one me To tell her how I feel Heaven please Heaven please Just in the moment for this lifetime To have about this time Heaven please Two minutes can pass, 7 a.m. This is your feel-good radio. Fresh 107.9 FM, Abel Kota. A great morning to you, wherever you're listening to us from today. Monday, the second day in the month, uh, the first uh, in the month of February uh, 2021. Uh, would you believe it? It is uh, 32 days gone already as far as the year 2021 is concerned. And... Um, because uh, uh, as the start of the second month, uh, there will be a lot of people with a lot of expectations. Usually, people tend to say January is usually a tough month and uh, February is when things really kick start as far as the year is concerned. I wish you the very best uh, this new year. Hopefully, you will get those things that you want. This Monday marks the start of a very crucial period. I bet you've been following the warnings as far as the COVID-19 pandemic is concerned. Uh, the warnings, simple and straightforward, saying obey the guidelines or we might have to battle another lockdown. And we know what that could mean for businesses, livelihoods, and um, all of us generally. So that is something we really do not want. So 
while we start the week, wish you the very best. Enjoy yourselves. Stay safe, please. Obey the guidelines and keep it locked on Fresh 107.9 FM. It's time to take a look at the headlines on the dailies this morning. Freshly pressed this Monday on Fresh 107.9 FM. Thank you for joining us this Monday morning, the 1st of February, 2021. This is Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM Abelkota this Monday. Wale Bakar is my name. Good to have you join us. Hope your weekend was a great one. Wish you the very best this week. Uh, time to take a look at the headlines on the National Dailies as always. The Punch, The Guardian, The Tribune, The Pen Pushing Newspapers, The Premium Times. Those are the options available to us. Quite a number of headlines to look out for uh, this uh, morning. Mr. Samson, I can delay with me. On the program this morning, good morning to you, sir. Good to see you. Very interesting day it is. The 1st of February, always. Uh, it's the CEO's birthday. That's why I know that, you know, you're getting ready for a very long but enjoy- enjoyable day. Uh, but good morning to you. Good morning, Wally. Uh, good morning, dear listeners. Uh, well, it, it's a good day. Uh, we're feeling good today, of course, mm-hmm. when you remember the day the Enigma was born. Perhaps if he was not born that day, uh, we all won't be here. People won't be enjoying this fresh dive, fresh FM, you know, Nigeria. And um, we, we hope God will still spare his life with uh, better strength mm-hmm. and, and wealth, you Amen. know, to serve humanity uh, more than he's already doing. Uh, happy birthday, boss. We, we wish you all the best for today. So we'll wait for the cakes. Definitely. And, uh, cakes, yes. Uh, I, I, I thought you wouldn't add the yes. Then the yes had to be there. <laughs> we'll and, definitely and, wait. And the other things to well, support the... Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning to you once again. It's freshly pressed this morning. Uh, let's very quickly uh, mention some of these headlines to look out for. And they get talking in a moment. The punch this morning. Uh, talking about the COVID-19 pandemic is on many of the dailies this morning. The latest numbers you'll find on the Tribune, by the way. But uh, just before that, the point says states fail to make vaccine plans. Federal government blames politics for delay. Uh, that's on the point this morning. Experts, nurses differ as presidency warns of fresh lockdown. It's also on the punch, uh, talking about the COVID-19 pandemic. I did say that the latest numbers reported by the NTDC you'll find on the Tribune. Nigeria records 685 new COVID-19 cases. As total rises to 131,242. That's on the Tribune this morning. Wear masks to avoid lockdown. Presidency warns Nigerians. It's also on the Tribune. That particular one is on many of the is on virtually all the dailies this morning. Uh, the very simple but serious warning uh, coming from the federal government asking Nigerians to obey the guidelines, wear their face masks, 
and reduce the number of COVID-19 infections or face another lockdown. Uh, it's right there on many of the dailies uh, this uh, morning. The Premium Times, Presidency, urges Nigerians to comply with COVID-19 protocols to avoid lockdown. It's on the Premium Times uh, this morning. Oshun records five new cases of B117 strain of COVID-19. That is the strain that is touted to be uh, more uh, highly infectious uh, compared to what we had in the uh, the first uh, wave. Uh, some have also said it is deadlier. Australia records five new cases of B117 strain of COVID-19. is also on the Premium Times uh, this morning. Uh, the pen-pushing newspapers also with the report about the federal government's warning uh, saying... Uh, coronavirus, Nigerian government considers fresh lockdown. That's on the pen-pushing newspapers uh, this morning. Uh, that talks about the IGP, Nigeria Police Force Inspector General, set to retire as Buhari searches for replacement. Uh, that's on the pen-pushing newspapers as well this morning. But the punch, uh, also taking a look at that report, according to the punch uh, this morning, Buhari fails to summon police council meeting. IGP's tenure ends today. Uh, that is on the punch uh, this morning. A number of the dailies with a report about the um, retiring IGP. Or your kicks as Lan Lane knocks Mackinde over Ibaraka crisis. Uh, that's on the punch. Abiodun should tame Edda's atrocities in Ogun. Also on the punch uh, this morning. Uh, quite a number of headlines uh, to look out for. Uh, some security stories. On the dailies as well this morning, the Tribune, Boko Haram strikes as new service chiefs visit Meduguri. Uh, that is on the Tribune uh, this morning to look out for. That particular report you also find on the Premium Times uh, this morning. Uh, there the, are the a number of them. The pen-pushing newspapers with some other headlines to look out for. Nine land grabbers arrested in Ogun State risk death sentence that's on the uh, pen pushing newspapers this morning you are unfair to my administration buhari tells nigerian elites also on the pen pushing newspapers uh former governor laguso in joins pen pushing platform uh that's of course on the pen pushing newspapers as well uh, this morning quite a number of them uh, to look out for uh, this uh, morning uh, let's just get into them and um kickstart our conversation this morning uh, with the warning from the federal government. I did say earlier uh, that according to the Nigeria Center for Disease Control, as reported by the Tribune, the Guardian, and a number of the other dailies, 685 new COVID-19 cases were reported yesterday uh, by the NCDC. And uh, before that, before the report, also yesterday, uh, the presidency came out with a warning asking Nigerians to wear masks to avoid lockdown. Uh, it's on many of the dailies. The Tribune says, wear masks to avoid lockdown. Presidency warns Nigerians. The presidency has expressed worries over the reluctance of Nigerians to comply with the executive order that makes mask wearing and observation of social distancing in the public mandatory. A statement issued by Gabashu, who is the senior special assistant to the president of media and publicity on Sunday, Explain that President Muhammad Buhari introduced the order with the best of intentions and not with any motive to punish citizens. It therefore appealed to Nigerians to give their maximum cooperation for the success of the policy as it is the only way 
to avoid further lockdowns. The presidency also appealed to state governments, traditional rulers and religious leaders to play active roles in the sensitization and enforcement of the executive order. According to the presidency, to achieve these COVID-19 task forces and committees should persuade members of the public to cooperate with the government in achieving compliance and avoid crude methods that may create resistance and resentment, thereby defeating the primary goal of the executive order. Well, it goes on and on on the Tribune this morning. Wear masks to avoid lockdown uh, is on the Tribune this morning. Presidency warns Nigerians uh, on the punch. Uh, that particular report is also there. Says experts, nurses differ as presidency warns of fresh lockdown. Uh, that is on the punch uh, this uh, morning. Uh, well, there are a number of reactions that have been trailing the warning by the presidency. Uh, the Lagos Chamber of Commerce and Industry, they are warning against a second lockdown, saying government should ensure strict enforcement of protocols. Uh, nurses, on their part, said the federal government should lock down if cases continue to rise. Uh, that is according to the body of nurses uh, in the country, because you don't understand where they're coming from, looking at it from the health perspective. Uh, well, it's right there on the punch. It's on uh, many of the dailies. There's the other report about the vaccines. We'll get to that in a moment, but Let's um, take a minute to talk about the order by the president, uh, which was um, signed last week, saying, uh, making it mandatory for Nigerians to wear their mask, to, um, uh, uh, what's the word now, abide by the social distancing rules. And that's, uh, the, the, there's been a lot of um, media coverage, for instance, last week, letting Nigerians know about the law, letting Nigerians realize that there is a law that mandates them uh, to wear their mask and uh, maintain social distance. Now, the, the, the presidency, uh, they've uh, decided not to, uh, because uh, as far as the war against uh, COVID-19 is concerned, we've always been uh, thrown between two worlds as regards what to do. Is it to enforce and punish or to uh, appeal to the, sensitive, uh, to, 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 to the senses of Nigerians and appeal to uh, their readiness to protect themselves? And that's what the presidency, they've, they've chosen to do for now. They're saying... Please abide by these guidelines, wear your face masks or risk another lockdown, which uh, one doesn't need to explain what uh, its consequences or what its effects could be on people in the country, don't you think? Well, um, you, you, you have to use both uh, uh, strategies. Um, on, on the one hand, you want to um, persuade people. On the other hand, you want to use the law. To force some people, you know, to do the right thing. They, some people will not see that the right thing. And once the government is con- convinced, based on the advice, you know, of uh, health professionals, you know, the law had to come to say, look, not everybody will comply willingly. So let's let's do this, making sure that look, if you attach uh, punishment to not doing the right thing, then perhaps that will stop some people you know, from being careless, you know, about their health and uh, by extension, you know, endangering the lives of, the, of others. So that's why the, the, the two strategies are to be put in place. Before now, you know, the lockdown came, uh, but we can't lock down forever. We had to find a way of living with it. One of the ways of living with it is the law that has come out that, look, you know, just do these things and we will see the curve being flattened. But what do we see? From the head, because we have to mention that here this morning, um, down to the, I don't know if I, if I can call the least person, 
we, we are having this law already being dealt a, a big blow. And I mean from the presidency. The report over the weekend wasn't that fine. The president was um, in Katsina. Mm. And um, while he, he wore his, uh, his mask at some time, you know, the social distancing provision was, was not followed. Who organized the APC registration? Didn't they know about the law? Didn't they know about the regulation signed by the president? Just, uh, I think, uh, on, on Wednesday, I think. Tuesday it was. Uh, Tuesday, okay. So, how? What, what happened? At some point, the president was not wearing his mask, even when he was so close, you know, to, to some people. So, you, now, you want, to, you want to ask yourself, what kind of leadership, you know, are, are, we, are we seeing there? If somebody is watching this, I can see the president. I said, okay, look at them. See how how crowded, you know, where the president is. And um, there was nobody that could put up some form of control just to make sure that at least abide by the law. Even if you think you are well fortified, abide by the law that has been signed. But we are not seeing that. But never mind. Um, I don't think the people should take that as a very good example. If you still know that, look when the chips are down you don't have a private hospital somebody can take you to mm. um you cannot travel out you don't have what the luxuries these people have please don't look at what happened you know in the Castina state look at what is good for you and abide by it it's not it's it's not difficult you have to mask you have to choose one do you want the oxygen mask or you want mm. just the face mask and it's it's not also difficult for you to have the, the a pocket size sanitizer or wash your hands regularly or avoid where there's a crowd and if you are going there mask up if that is too difficult for people i don't know what would be easier for them to do but we don't pray that more people will still be coming down with this uh, virus so i think leadership is what we need now um there has to be a change of attitude from our leaders concerning COVID so that some doubting guys out there will not, we told you that, no, there was nothing like that. But I know that something called COVID-19 and I know it's devastating. So I'm going to protect myself. Please protect yourself so that we can protect the entire world. And, um, we, we continue to emphasize that wearing the mask is, is not about doing, do, do not see it as something you have to do because government says you have to do it. Do not see it as something uh, you have to do because the law of others are doing it. It's about protecting yourselves and your loved ones. It is for you at the end of the day when you do it. And interestingly, in um, other parts of the world, uh, there were reports about when when there were reports about people uh, beginning to take the protocols lightly it was because uh, they felt well we have some good news as far as vaccines are concerned and mm. they uh, began to take these measures less seriously although <laughs> that was wrong uh, in this part of the world we don't have that luxury uh, as far as the vaccines are concerned no one really knows what the situation is but uh, there's this report on the punch uh, it says states fail to make vaccines plans. Federal government blames politics for delay. That's on the point this morning. State governments except Lagos and Oyo are not making independent plans to procure COVID-19 vaccine. Officials told the point on Sunday. Officials of states including Plateau, Delta, Ekiti, Gombe, Cross River and Bochi in separate interviews of the point said they had not made any plan 
to buy the vaccine. Rather, they would depend on allocations from the federal government. But Lagos and Oyo, uh, two weeks ago, said they were making independent plans to buy doses of COVID-19 in addition to allocations expected uh, from the federal government. Remember, of course, the plan by the federal government is that uh, they will be getting 100,000 doses. Uh, it was suppo- They were supposed to come in before the end of January. Uh, but we're in uh, the second month now. Whether they will come in eventually, we do not know. Afterwards, the plan was to get 42 million uh, doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, the 100,000 are not in already. Well, um, various states, uh, Plateau, Ekiti, uh, they're saying they will not be buying vaccines independently. Uh, they will be uh, working with the federal government. In fact, the Kano state government uh, said it had no plan to purchase COVID-19 vaccine. The coordinator of the state task force on COVID, Dr. Tijani Husseini, uh, said that it is the responsibility of the federal government to provide vaccines for states. And um, But for some other states, uh, the likes of uh, Lagos and Oyo, uh, they've revealed plans that they are making uh, to ensure that they get their own vaccines in, in um, addition to what the federal government will be giving them. Uh, Ogun sets up committee plans to access manufacturers. The Ogun state government says it may pre- procure its own vaccines apart from the ones it will get from the federal government if it has access to the manufacturers directly. The state commissioner for health, Dr. Tomi Koka, in a phone chart with one of uh, punch correspondents said Ogun state is working on it. That's procuring the vaccine. A COVID-19 vaccine committee has been set up. We have yet to decide. Firstly, if we have access to the manufacturers directly. Secondly, it depends on how many Ogun State citizens already submit themselves to vaccination. On the quantity of the vaccines the state government might need, Coca said, I think what you ought to do is survey the citizens to find out how many will take the vaccine. Um, or your panel to submit report on type, quantity of vaccine. Uh, that's the level that they're at. You know, your state, they've already... Um, they are already working on a report as regards what type of vaccine are they going for and what's the quantity that they will be bringing in. Uh, Lagos also, at the, at the very advanced stage as far as vaccine procurement is concerned, they're saying they'll be prioritizing frontline workers. But the federal government have been offering some explanations as to the delay uh, in the procurement of the vaccines. Uh, the uh, Minister of Information and Culture, Lajilai Mohammed, in an interview with the news agency of Nigeria on Sunday, said the first batch of 100,000 doses of COVID-19 vaccine was delayed because of politics and logistics due to no fault of Nigeria. The minister said the issue of vaccine was a serious one to government, which had put every needed infrastructure in place for its storage. He stated, I quote, the fact that these vaccines will now come in February is not due to Nigeria's fault. We are, we are very ready to receive the 100,000 doses and we have the infrastructure, even when it is going to be preserved at about minus 70 degrees Celsius, he said. According to him, the ultra-cold freezers to store the Pfizer vaccine candidate doses upon their arrival in the country had already been acquired before the company said it had to wait until February. So, um, the rest of that is on the punch this morning. The reason Nigeria has not gotten the 100,000 doses that were either to plan to arrive in the country in January is, uh, are, is are not uh, due to the country's negligence. It is, uh, according to the minister, uh, politics and logistics issues outside the country's uh, control. Uh, they are now talking about February. Uh, for the first 100,000 doses. Uh, that's the situation as far as vaccines are concerned. Well, uh, before now, we would question our readiness as far as vaccination, inoculation of citizens are concerned. A number of people expressed worry as regards how many we can get and all of that. But when we look at what is happening um, even outside the continent, uh, look at the issues the EU had uh, in the past week with uh, 
uh, was it Pfizer, BioNTech, uh, you know, talking about um, the, uh, even AstraZeneca, yeah, I think AstraZeneca, uh, showing that even outside the continent, there are issues as far as um, uh, vaccine quantity, uh, meeting the quantity and uh, making sure that every uh, they get what they expect. So, uh, it is very possible that there are these um, issues beyond the control of the federal government that the minister is talking about. Yeah, very true. Um, you know, these, the vaccines we are talking about, I'm not sure any pharmaceutical company or any country have had in history to produce, to procure, you know, and to administer vaccines the way the world is going to do it. So, it, um, it's going to bring a lot of pressure on those companies because uh, people will be asking, the demand very high, supply will be very short because um, they, they need to pro, uh, produce in large quantities. So um, that is going to bring some delay. Uh, some other countries, they have more money than <laughs> the, the, those of us there. So the company will also prioritize. They're also thinking about safety. Look, so that it's not just the big countries that will buy up everything or the, the, the batches, they are the first round of batch or, uh, batches they are going to produce. They also make sure that it's going to come to Africa, you know, so that they, they will be able to contain the spread. But you, we know the epicenter of this in the world, and that will also be priority, you know, to, to the pharmaceutical companies. So... Logistics, of course, will naturally be, will naturally be affected. Mm. How do you move vaccines? Do you move them by, you know, regular transportation that we know? And if you are going to do that, if you are going to fly them, you know, this is not, again, because of the quantities we are talking about. Again, you have to be very careful. These are medical products that you, are pharmaceutical products that you have to transport the way they should be transported. And that's why, even if you ask for, you know, 500,000, 1 million, you can't get them in one fell soup like that. They will have to come in batches because of logistics problems. So I, I think by and large uh, that Nigeria is ready to receive. And they already, in fact, I saw the, the story facilities that they've, you know, they, they've shown us that, okay, at least they are ready to take in these things. So when it will come, you don't have control right because you are not producing them here. So I, I think that's what they should do. Concerning the states trying to procure independently, that's a very good idea. Because what the federal government will bring, of course, they are, I think they are giving us some. You, the states can do their bit to augment whatever you know, the federal government will bring in, whether through gift or through procurement. You know, so so that this thing will go around better because if by the time you even what the ones we have 100,000 I don't know the number of doctors and nurses that are involved nationwide if you want to inoculate them first as our first line of defense what do you do? I, I don't think the 100,000, uh, sorry, 100,000 uh, vaccines okay, so will do. Uh, the, 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 if, if we are talking two doses per person, mm. what it means is the 100,000 will cater for 50,000 uh, frontline workers. Uh -huh. uh, by the time we get 42 million, we're talking about 21 million people, See? including frontline workers. See? But you know, there's a very in interesting thing we're not taking a look at. Uh, although uh, the president at the meeting with traditional rulers, uh, some religious leaders last week, mm. telling them, do your beat in sensitizing people mm. as regards taking this vaccine. Uh, the Ogun State Commission in that report was saying, well, 
uh, as far as procuring vaccines are concerned, we also have to consider how many people want the vaccines because we don't want to go ahead uh, you know, to decide what quantity that's true. Uh, we'll be bringing that's in. True. So we don't we don't have states Some wasting money on all of they that. They don't want mm. it. Mm. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, and uh, wh- wh- whether some people will reject it or not, but at least they they, they can project. Mm. Okay, how, how how many vaccines are you expecting from the federal government? You know your population in Ogun State. So what are you going to do about the shortfall that might come? Because these things, if if you don't order for them in the right quantities, you don't know when. By the time you start doing your, uh, you, you are placing your orders. Others are also placing their orders. If you don't do it on time, if you maybe, ask for fifty thousand, for instance, and this fifty thousand naira will be grossly inadequate. Maybe the approach. You don't know when the the, the next batch will come. Maybe the approach so, for these states mm. uh, should be that they should be looking at their own frontline health workers, get that quantity, and at least get vaccines that should cater for them. Mm. And then whatever comes in from the federal government might go to you know residents who would love to take the vaccine if they are so, not sure who wants to take be, the vaccine. Be, because because I don't have the statistics here, we don't have it here. Mm. I want to believe that those in charge, the Ministry of Health, the nurses, the doctors, they, they know how best to do this thing. So um, all we can just do is to encourage them to do the right thing. Because mm. it, it, the, the fear a lot of Nigerians have, those who want to have the vaccine, for instance, is that, look, uh, some people will hoard these vaccines or they will, they, they, they will do it... Uh, 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 what, how do you call it now? Selectively, mm. you know, to just to make sure that you know those those who the, the, the high and mighty will be inoculated first and all that. That's the fear out there. Nigerians really do not care, you know, about you giving the nurses, the doctors first. But whatever you are bringing in, let it be sufficient. Do enough research, gather enough statistics to know how many. Of your citizens, are you ready to take care of uh, as a state government, as federal government? That is what they need to do. We we just have to insist on that because if they don't do this rightly, I I, I don't know. We are not just talking about uh, maybe polio vaccination and all that. Not everybody has polio, but look at the number we have gathered within a year of COVID because of the way it spreads. That's right. why the, the the challenges are huge. On the leadership, and of course, those other people that when you cascade it down like that, you find other people who are also at risk that you need to take care of, and you have to take care of them the vulnerable, the elderly, all those people. So, if the states will have the right statistics, they will be able to do the right thing. All right, um, that report is on the point. States fail to make vaccine plans, federal government blames politics for delay, is right there on the point. Uh, there's, uh, I think international we, politics in mind. Mm, yes, Maybe, definitely. You know, the, the, uh, the diplomacy mm, that, that goes into mm. this. Uh, the the other reports about the warning by the federal government as regards wearing a face mask you find on many other dailies uh, this morning. The Tribune, Boko Haram strikes as new service chiefs visit Meduguri. On a day, the newly appointed service chiefs pay their First official visit to Bono State to assess the security situation. Members of the Boko Haram sect invaded Chabal and some communities in Magumeri, local government area of the state, killed two policemen and abducted two others. The terrorists, it was gathered, also seized two operational patrol vehicles and set ablaze another one on the Meduguri Chabal Magumeri Road on Sunday. A source said the service chiefs are currently in Meduguri for their first operational visit to Theater Command of Operation Lapia Dole. 
since the appointment, since their appointment by President Muhammad Buhari. Uh, while in Meduguri, they were briefed at the headquarters of the command and control center, Malari Cantonment, Meduguri, after we visited Borneo State Governor Professor Babagan Azulum and Sheo of Borneo Elijah Bakagaba El Kanemi to seek their support to end the more than a decade crisis. Unfortunately, some armed insurgents wreaked havoc same day and killed two policemen on patrol before abducting um, two others. Uh, well, uh, the report talks about what the um, the uh, insurgents did yesterday, but uh, it also talks about the visit of the service chiefs to Meduguri. Uh, they met with the governor, uh, met with the show of Bruno. Uh, the service chiefs, over time, uh, in the last couple of days, they've continued to talk about how they are very much aware of the task ahead of them and how they hope that they will be able to tackle them headlong and uh, get the results uh, that the country desires and, of course, deserves after so, so many years of having to deal with these insurgents. Boko Haram strikes as new service chiefs visit Meduguri uh, is on the Tribune uh, this morning. Uh, while we talk about the service chiefs, I uh, want us to also talk about the position of the IGP. Nigeria Police Force Inspector General set to retire as Buhari searches for replacement. Uh, it's on the pen-pushing newspapers this morning. The Nigerian Inspector General of Police, Mohamed Adamu, is said to retire from service effective from Monday after mandatory 35 years in service, having joined the police force on February 1st, 1986. Pen-pushing reports that information also has it that three deputy inspectors general and ten assistant inspectors general are equally due to retire from the force, and they include Brian Lamade, who is the former chairman of the EFCC, Aminchi Baraya and Unkpa Inaku, all DIGs. Uh, the list also includes uh, AIGs uh, in Kerumwem Akpan, Olafimi Adeoya, Gumbi Adelabore, Undie Adie, and Olugbengade Onju. Uh, there's also Asuko Amba, Mohamed Mustafa, Jonah Jackson, Olushalawa Bajide, and Yunana Babas. A uh, pen-pushing follow reports that President Muhammad Bari recently pegs the retirement age of police officers at 60 years of age or 35 years of service in line with the amended police act. And by precedence and practice, a replacement for the IGP ought to have been announced few days prior to Adamu's retirement. The new police act stipulates that a person to be appointed IG shall be a senior police officer not below the rank of an assistant inspector general of police, while such a person must have an academic qualification of not less than a first degree or its equivalent in addition to professional and managerial experience. The rest of that is on the pen-pushing newspapers this morning. It says Nigerian police force inspector general set to retire as Buhari searches for replacement. Uh, the punch uh, for them, uh, they say Buhari fails to summon police council meeting. IGP's tenure ends today. Uh, that's on the punch uh, this morning. You don't understand the attention uh, being uh, placed on the IGP's retirement and what the president is doing about it, whether he's summoning uh, the police council uh, whether there are moves being made for a replacement <laughs> after what we saw with the service chiefs staying on for so long, uh, you know, after when they ought to have left, uh, you know, because I said it was a prerogative of the president. So you don't understand why a lot of people are looking out for the IGP situation as well, uh, trying to make guesses as to whether what we saw with the service chiefs is probably what will happen with the IGP as well. No, it's, it's not the same. Um, the IGP officially um, is retiring. And um, it is different from people either resigning or, be, or, be, or being sacked. Um, so it's different. But what should not be different is that when you talk about service chiefs, I believe the, the police IGP is one of them. Mm. 
because um, anytime you have events where the military the, the military and the police they are usually on parade except if it's just a military function L- look at um, what we had about two Saturdays ago for instance Armed Forces Remembrance Day mm. the police were also there the IGP was there to also represent the police so he's one of the people that should handle you know the internal security so is one of them so and if people have been talking for you know sacking of these people whether you sack the, those uh, military generals or you you or they tender their uh, resignation which you accepted i think naturally the igp should follow however maybe the president just wanted him to see up you know see up, see up, it's time in office then that's why he felt look it's it's all it's almost a couple of days to come so let us wait um it's still today what if we get something from the presidency (laughs) yes you know we we still have some hours Mm. you know and they will announce maybe an acting igp and you know that will be it but you know a lot of people are anxious They, they just want the kind of thing that happened with the military to happen in the police but i, I think the, the president has not missed the mark uh, maybe from tomorrow we'll now see an igp who ought to have been allowed to go you know still there or we are going to have a vacuum which will be an administrative lapse on the on the part of the president so let us wait um by 10 by 12 you you know these people especially the spokesperson they might issue a statement that something has been done well we'll see how that pans out because Because we can't know all the all all the all the the goings on Mm. you know there now so but then one thing we know mm. is that there has been no summoning of a police council meeting which would usually precede the announcement of the new igp if they if they are if they are going to have a meeting today and the people that should be there and the people that should be there have been have been asked to come so let's wait all right. By tomorrow, we'll know what to say about the how bad all this. Buhari fails to summon police council meeting. IGP Center ends today's on the punch. Uh, the Pempishing newspapers also with a report. Uh, we'll take a very quick pause. Remember, at Fresh FM, our Belkata is where you drop your contributions. We'll get to them in a moment. Quite a number of them in. We'll talk to you about phone lines as well uh, in a bit. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Number 47 Olusha Gon Shoba Aro. Okay, Lewo Abelta. Their WhatsApp number B 0789 you're listening to 107.9 Fresh FM.
Thank you for staying with us. Freshly pressed uh, this Monday morning on Fresh 107.9 FM, Abel Kuta. Uh, the Pempishing newspapers uh, with this report says nine land grabbers arrested in Ogun State. Uh, is on Pempishing newspapers uh, this morning. Uh, re- uh, nine land grabbers arrested in Ogun State risk death sentence. Uh, it's right there to look out for on that platform. Uh, there was the earlier report about, you know, we were talking earlier of uh, the president's uh, re-registration process in uh, Dara. Uh, of course, one of the things the president said, you are unfair to my administration. Buhari tells Nigerian elites. Uh, that's on the Pempishing newspapers as well this morning. I remember uh, that um, while uh, receiving, was it uh, some, ex- uh, there was uh, there was a body of uh, professionals that visited the president recently uh, where he also made the statement about uh, his belief that uh, ni- some Nigerians, especially the Nigerian elites, have been unfair to his administration. And every time he talks about this, he uh, tries to make comparisons of what the country was like, what the country is now like, uh, security then, security now, the economy then, the economy now. And, um, you know, a lot of the other things that he promised, uh, saying, look at the situation then and look at where we are now and um, uh, judge us um, fairly. Uh, For the president, he believes that um, the elites have been unfair as far as um, judging his administration is concerned. Hmm. Fairness is a two-edged sword. Um, How fair has the administration been to the promises Hmm. made and and delivering on them? I think... uh, Rather than the president saying this, uh, he should stay focused on delivering on those promises. See, not everybody will like you, no matter what you do. Cut off your head for some people. They will still tell you you've done nothing. You know, so uh, the, uh, some, some of the failings they, they've been having, if, if people are criticizing you on the economy, on, on security, they are not, they are not speaking from, from the sky. They, they can feel something. Yes, some people might want to be mischievous. Uh, they might want to politicize things. But we still have some professionals in this country that will be able to tell truth to power. And if, if, if you are getting more of that, you should ask yourself, what happened to the honeymoon you know, that you had you know, when you just came in? The goodwill of the people. Is it dwindling? Why is that dwindling? So the, the at, president at, also at, need to consider that. At, at that time, you found Nigerians even the, uh, being the one giving excuses for the for the yes for the, that for the administration. that the administration needed time and all that. Mm. You know, they, they at some point they engage in some blame game with the opposition and all mm. that. Mm. Uh, thank God that they they've been quiet about that. So they they need to face. They still have time to achieve some things. For instance, if if you stem in security within the next three months. People will, people will see, they will feel it. Those that will not want to talk about it, those that are fair, you know, fair-minded people will tell them that, look, this was what it was. It, this is what it is now. So, please keep whatever. You, you hear people telling the PDP sometimes that, look, keep quiet. We don't want to hear from you and all that. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they know that, look, the, 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 the PDP sometimes, when they speak, they, they're also speaking you know, out of sync with what happened when they were there. But now that you are there, you should not talk about being unfair to you. Rather, whatever they are saying, make sure that you don't have, you don't give them reasons to say it beyond certain period. You can shut them up by just performing. So where you are now is a place where you need to sit back. Don't just listen to people around you. 
find a way of also getting across to Nigeria to really know what they are feeling, to really see what they are seeing, mm. to hear yeah. what they are hearing. So when you when you do that, you cut off those political psychophants that might be surrounding you, and you are going to get the truth. But what do we get? Sometimes it's like the president does not know what is going on. That's mm. what some people will mm. tell you. Mm. But what if he knows and he's doing something? Just to make sure that it happened, let them not complain about people being unfair, whether elite or whoever that is unfair to them. Just shut them up with your actions. Shut them up with, Change with, the narrative, with right? what you have to do. Mm. Make sure you do it, do the right thing, because President Buhari will not have another eight years mm. or another four years. All right. And we will record that in history against his name. Well, it's on the Pempushing newspapers. Uh, the Pempushing newspapers also talking about the joining of the Pempushing platform by the former Governor Lagos Ilola. Uh, former military governor of Lagos, Lagos Oyinola, has joined the Pempushin platform as a frontline stakeholder towards the organization's aims and objectives to add value to journalism practice across the globe. Uh, Pempushin reports that the retired military officer and two-term civilian governor of Washington expressed optimism about bright future of the media, which started operations four years ago and has become a name, a household name globally. Uh, the Prince of Okuku Town, located in Odotin, local government area of Washington State, described Pempishin Media as a pride of finest traditional good journalism in Nigeria and across the world, with a call on the editorial board and management to keep to its authenticity in news dissemination. Hmm. The rest of it is right there uh, to look out for. Former Governor Lagosu Ingola joined Spent Pushing, is right there on that platform. Uh, the uh, talks about the security situation in Oyo and uh, you know the political undertone and some of the things going on uh, is on the punch as well for you to look out for. Uh, it says um, Oyo kicks as um, land lane. Uh, Where's that now? Okay, Oyo kicks as land lane knocks Mackinde over a Barapa crisis. It's right there on the punch for you to look out for. Uh, because of our time this morning, we'll just uh, get on to hear from you uh, this uh, morning. Uh, at Fresh FM, I built on Twitter. That's where you drop your contributions. Uh, the telephone lines, 0803-322-1079. 0803-322-1079. Or 0907-800-1079. 0907-800-1079. Those are numbers to call to talk to us uh, this morning. Uh, remember, at Fresh FM, I built that as well. Is where you can drop your contributions. We'll get to your tweets uh, in a bit uh, right after uh, taking some of uh, the calls. 0803-322-1079-0907-800-1079. Uh, those are the numbers to call to talk to us as far as some of these um, stories that we've tracked on the dailies this morning are concerned. Ellie, good morning to you. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Odishote is my name, calling from Ijeboji. Talk to us, Mr. Odishote. Thank you. You know, about the changing of the of the service chiefs, it cannot stop the security problem of this country. If you like, continue changing them every second of the day. Insecurity will still continue. The problem is, let the, uh, the socialists, let us call all these northern governors. Put them on the round table. Okay. Whatever they want, let the presidency give it to them. All this I'm... problem will come to an end. Uh, okay. Hello. All right, we hear you. I, I was going yes. to say, haven't there been uh, different roundtables of the northern governors, different conversations? I don't know what Maybe you're suggesting. Maybe they should be using square tables now. Mm, I don't know what he's suggesting because when you say there's an issue, 
call them, give them what or, they want. Triangular that tables. is you suggesting that maybe they are the ones. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Good morning. Please turn on the volume on your radio. Thank you. Hello, good morning, Wally. Good morning. Yeah, I am Wally. I'm calling from Abeokuta. Talk to us. Yes, I want to thank the last caller. Uh, I personally have mm. not been saying service chiefs should not be changed. Mm. But we cannot continue to do uh, things the same way and expect different results. Let us do what is expected of us. The, the people, the government in particular, they should face this issue of Boko Haram, though it has some uh, undertones. I, I don't want to uh, expatiate what I mean by that undertone. Okay. Just let us leave it at that because one of these, uh, uh, our leaders has said if we're having uh, security issues, security breaches, uh, and uh, it, it refuses to go within 24 hours or 48 hours, mm. we, we should understand what is happening uh, behind. Yes. That, that, that is number one. Mm. Number two, uh, now, on the issue of uh, uh, Fulani's men and all that, I think I have been saying this. Whatever we will do, we should not use urine to wash uh, feces. It, it is important. Let us do these things rightly so that that thing we are hailing or we are saying, oh, it is good, it is, we will not come out to haunt us. Right. Our right. government, I don't want to say our government are, are becoming so lazy these days. Right. They, they are running away from their responsibilities and that is not good enough. Finally, right. something. Finally, something. Because of our time, I'd have to let you go. Because of our time, <laughs> I'm sorry. I honestly had to let you go. You wanted to address yes. me there. Hello, good morning. <laughs> Do drop a message on Twitter, please, and we'll be glad to read it out. Good morning. Good morning, Wale. Good morning, my brother. There. My name is Honorable Jaji. Larry is calling from the People's Parliament in Abelkuta. Wale, well, I think uh, the IGP will definitely go, and uh, Mr. President is only taking his time. Mm. Chopping for another person. But all that matters is the security of this country must be increased. It is very, very important. We need to be very proactive. Good morning, happy present day. God bless you, Ali. Mm. All right, thank you very much. Because uh, uh, I, I got a message earlier from uh, a colleague, um, Mr. Dilayadu, was saying, well, uh, maybe there's really no reason to make a lot of noise out of this IGP situation. Saying usually we have uh, situations where a new, uh, an acting IGP is put in place mm. and then it's security, the uh, police the council. council meeting is then summoned and saying, you know, uh, maybe that, that is what will happen. Hello, good morning to you. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Wale. Good morning. I'm Kyle D from Abekuta. Talk to us. My um, take this morning goes to us. It's not enough for a leader to tell the people to wear... Are you with me? Yes, we are. To wear their nose mask. Otherwise, they will refuse to do so. If you, as a leader, who is impatient with weakness, will be so much defective, not to wearing your own at a function where you are registering for new and probably re-registration or APC membership. Mm -hmm. You see, we need to begin to see how our leader should be committed to true character, which is made in secret and displayed openly. Leadership now that example. you are telling, hello, by example, you mm -hmm. must show exemplary leadership, not telling me that I should, though it's good that you are telling me to wear it, that's a good one because it's for my own benefit and my health. Yes, it, it is. It encourages you to keep moving and unfortunately, we don't have one in Abu... Uh, all right. all it's right. quite unfortunate. Oh, you all, right. all like... I mean, the lapses of security is still there. I want to admonish the people to support what Ibu is doing. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, Matt Fresh of Emma on Twitter. Akure Camille says... 
we don't want to be locked down again, yet we don't want to follow safety protocols. Government should start enforcing COVID-19 laws or make one if we don't have yet. Because uh, the president signed an order. Already there's a pressure on PMB to choose the new IGP from a certain region. We do a great disservice to this nation with the way we politicize everything. There has to be a caution, uh, he says. Okay, thank you. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Is that Fresh FM? Yes, sir. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, good morning. This is Shadiba Mokendi from Mobadoko. Talk to us. Yeah. Please, I just want to um, talk on uh, the, the retirement of uh, services. Go ahead. Yeah. One thing about this, I noticed about this administration, it is not only the services. This administration doesn't know how to retire uh, the people that are supposed to have gone. Really? In every, in every agency. Go and check very well. So many of them could you, could you mention? have already reached, reached their, retired, their, their retirement age. And, they've not and they, are still, <laughs> they are still working. Could you give examples, please? No, I don't want to give examples, please. Just just keep that for me. All right. I just, said it, I just said it that if you act very well, if you make your research, you will see. Okay. Mm. All right. Thank you. Because Thank you. All right. Please. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, says there is need to align our nation's security system with proactive security where all Nigerian stakeholders work together to secure our country. Reactive security has failed us as a people, especially when security intelligence is relegated. Edward Bami says the obvious gaffe from the president and his minders at the event at Dara isn't a justification for anyone to lose guard. When mm. the chips are down, True. it's all men to themselves. That's My appeal right. is that we should all do everything possible to avert another lockdown, That's he says. Right. Good morning. Hello, good morning, Mr. Wale. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mr. Samsi. Morning, sir. Talk to us. Yeah, I just want to make my brief take. Uh, uh, personally, I, I believe one thing in this country that we are, we have vibrant uh, police officer. You understand? Mm. It shouldn't be like uh, maybe retirement or appointee of uh, IGP it should be our worries or a problem. They should do it. You know, the government should work with the uh, what is it, the council. Mm. You know, they should know what to do with right. that. You understand? That's about that. Uh, now I'm shifting to the uh, Corona uh, vaccine. Okay. I think that vaccine, our uh, government need to take much of their time. On that vaccine, they should do their own concentration firstly on the frontliner for now. All right, all right, we'd have to let you go there. We got your message there because of our time. Apologies. Ola Komilari says the appointment of new IGP should not generate apprehension. The retirement of outgoing IGP is not just coming. Mr. President should do the needful by replacing the outgoing IGP with the most qualified officer. He should silence his critics with sterling performance. Olusegun Basu just says we just have to be deliberate in adopting drastic measures and also approach security issues with all seriousness. All right. Thank you for your thoughts. That's the program this morning. Mr. Akinjali, thank you for being a part of it. Thank, thank you for thank your Thank you views. for having me. God bless Nigeria. What a way to start the week. Uh, thank you for investing your time with us. Uh, we'll definitely, I should say, as we wrap things up again, so a very big happy birthday yeah. uh, to the chairman CEO of Fresh FM Nigeria, Dr. Olain Kajuela. I fell celebrating his birthday today. I'll just um, get out of the studio and find out what the plans are. For today, <laughs> enjoy your Monday. Please wear your face masks and stay safe. Good morning from the Rock City of Nigeria. Rock City of Nigeria. This is Fresh 107.9.
have with me in the studio, Monse Anthony, who is a business coach and consultant. I also have Pastor Clement, who is a business builder and trainer. Now, let us go straight to business. What is Daily Income Store? Yes, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Monse Anthony. And before I tell you what Daily Income Store is, I would like uh, to I'll start by telling you my story. Uh, by God's grace, I've gone to school. I have a master's degree. As of last year, December, nothing much was happening in my life. I was broke. I was in debt. I was looking for what to do to make money. I've done a lot of things. I've sold books. I've sold movies. I've sold popcorn, even as a master's degree holder. But that definitely was not the kind of life I wanted. So January this year, someone told me about daily income stores. He said, all I needed to do was to shop once from this company, drop my account details, and I'll begin to get a lot. I shouted scam. How is it possible? But I asked myself two questions. If I don't shop, how will I know whether it's real or not? So I attended the training and I shopped. And within one week after I shopped, I got my first alert. As I talk to you right now, I wake up every day with alert. Some days my one day alert is like the one full month salary of a lot of people. So right now my dreams are bigger, my plans are bigger. And I made up my mind to share this information with everyone. So that in case you are listening to me right now, you have need for money, you want to do a lot of things and you need money. This is an opportunity you need to be part of. So daily income store is a shopping mall. All you need to do in this uh, uh, daily income store is to shop once from this store. You shop once from this store, you drop your account details. And as other people are walking into also shopping this mall, you are getting paid every single day. Who should be part of this training? Everybody, whether you're broke, whatever thing you want as a dream in your life, financially, physically, you can get it at daily income stores. So you don't have to be of any age. What is the meaning of poor? Passing over opportunities repeatedly. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Nigeria is not a problem. You are the problem of yourself. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you can be part of this program. If you are serious about changing your financial life, there is no reason why you cannot create one hour to attend a life-changing program of which your financial life can never be the same so to be part of this program send yes and your location to this number zero eight zero three zero eight nine eight five seven eight i repeat zero eight zero three zero eight nine eight five seven eight of course we'll get back to you immediately okay can you share your experience all right thank you listeners i've been introduced but let me tell you one more time i'm a pastor I'm a businessman. I like money just like you listening to me. I know you like money. And money is good because without money, your life is like a dead end. So I make money working, teaching, business, printing, and teaching people computer. But I got to know that in life, you have active income and residual income. I was introduced to daily income store as a means of creating residual income that I will shop once and I get paid daily as people shop after me, whether I know the people or not. And the beautiful part of it is I don't have to shop another time i shop once drop my account number and i'm paid daily so when i heard like every other thing i had to inquire because i don't want to put my hand in something that is wrong i inquired is this real i was told it's real once i got that information that it was real i plugged in and today i'm enjoying myself you cannot know when you are sitting in your house that is why you have to come for this training to get lectured and we'll show you the opportunity and then you begin to receive your own alert so like you've been told we are in more than 13 countries we have offices all over nigeria attend this training today thank you thank you any final words yes uh the distance between where you are now and where you want to be in the future is information and of course you cannot stay in your house and begin to analyze how real is it or how real is this not that is why you must take action today people who take action get results in life action is what puts you in your next level you have been 